welcome to Walking on the Wild Side, a podcast dedicated to exploring the flora and fauna of the Southeast and instilling in you, our listeners, an appreciation and admiration for the beauty and diversity of our natural resources. As always, I'm with my wife, Gabrielle, who through all of our adventures has become quite the naturalist herself. Hey, y'all, and welcome back to Walking on the Wild Side. We are walking on the warm side today. Yes, we are. Spring is sprung. It has, and it's still only February. And it's still only February. So think about it. The last time we podcasted, we were in negative 27, and now here we are yeah. podcasting, and we've had 80s in February. And it was like February. 70 plus. Oh, my gosh. On the plus side, 70. Yes. So that's quite a swing. Yes. Um, yes, but, it is. But we're here. I'm not complaining. Well, I'm I, ready I for miss spring. winter. We didn't have a winter. Well, it ain't over yet. Sometimes well, we get our not. coldest weather, weather in, in March. It I'll did. bet you we might have a snow shower in March. We might. I was just spoiled by Minnesota. Yes, you were. I but like you got to see weather. snow. I did. I got to see snow. So I'm not complaining. Good. but. Like, you know. Two feet of it. But here we are back in good old the South. South and we're Kakilaki. Back South Kakilaki in Chester. And uh, and so we're glad to be back. We saw some pretty cool stuff while we were in Minnesota. Um, we and, sure and did. something completely different than we've ever seen before, you know, with, I mean, gosh, boreal forest and porcupines and all kinds of cool and stuff. Trees. And we had the potential to see a couple of different critters up there. And that kind of prompted us uh, as to kind of what we're talking about today. It sure did. So, you know, up there, we, we were hoping to see some mammals. And a couple of the mammals we wanted to see was, was we wanted to see a pine martin. There was also a potential for, there, there have been some fisher seen up in there. And what was the other little guy that we were going to see? Little ermine. Little ermine. And that started me thinking about, you know, gosh, I, yeah, we we need to do a podcast on weasels. A weasel. Yeah. So and and yeah. So in South Carolina, there's not a lot of weasels, but there's not a lot known about weasels because they're so secretive. But if if you do see a weasel, you're more likely to see them here in the Piedmont than you are in other places. So so we're lucky enough that that you know we would have weasels up around this area, but they feel like the the weasel themselves are just they're kind of in decline. Unfortunately, so mm, you know, loss sad. of habitat and, and things like that. Right. So, but I thought, you know, gosh, what a cool critter a weasel is. And, and, you know, I think most people have heard of a weasel, but they don't really know that much about weasels. Right. So what do you think? Good topic. I don't know that much about weasels. Well, I, but I, they're I, cute. They are cute. I've seen photos. <laughs> I've never seen a weasel in the wild. Uh, I a have wild seen weasel? A wild weasel. But I have seen mink. I have seen otter. So I've seen my share, but I just thought, yeah, that'd be kind of fun to talk about weasels. And and boy, I'm going to tell you what, guys, you, we're going to learn a lot tonight about uh, weasels because they are pretty awesome little critters. Yes. So let's get into it. Let's talk about these guys. The little boogers, though, they skunked us while we were in Minnesota. I was they really did. looking forward to seeing either a pine martin or, and or an ermine and little boogers. We didn't get to see either one. We did not. Not for lack of trying. No, we definitely tried, yeah, and we, we, we gave it our gave it our all. But we that's sat, just a reason to go back. That's know? right. That's right. Give us something to look forward to next time. And we and it wasn't for lack of trying because no, we sat no. in that one spot where they'd been seeing the pine martin for like two and a half hours. Yep, we sure did. And we also sat for a while at the um, at the visitor center in yes, Sac Zimbog for about an hour there. Yeah, because they were seeing an ermine that was coming to the carcasses there. Yeah, and we were we were there at the, about the right time. Yeah, um, yeah. But it just wasn't our luck. That's wildlife. And that's okay. That that's means we'll go back. That's the way it goes. We knew that was the, the case. But yeah, it was just fun being in a, a new state, a new habitat, mm-hmm. a whole new environment. So that Boy. in and of itself and what we did get to see was yep. was pretty cool. Yep. You know, and as much as we like being in those areas, it's always good to come back home. 
Yes, it you know? is. And so speaking of home, you know, let's talk about weasels here in the southeast. And, yeah. And, and especially in South Carolina because, like I told you, you're likely to see a weasel. If you're going to see a weasel, you're more likely to see them in the Piedmont than you are on the coast. Mm-hmm. But there's a potential to see two different species. There's a least weasel and a long-tailed weasel. We'll go with, uh, we'll talk mainly about the long-tailed weasel. Now, the ermine up in Minnesota that we didn't see but had the potential to see, um, the ermine is actually called a short-tailed weasel. Okay. Or also a stoat. That's another name for them. But, mm-hmm. but most people call them ermine. And the cool thing about the ermine up there is they're brown in the summer and spring, and they're white in the winter. Yeah, so they would have blended in with the snow well while yes. we were up there. And a lot of the pictures we saw, all you see is like a little pink nose. Yeah. A pink nose just glows against that white snow. It does. But the funny thing about these little weasels and stuff is that they're just so extremely fat. They're lightning quick. And we'll talk a little bit more about why they're so lightning quick and everything like that. But if, when you see when you see a picture of a weasel, if you look at the face and he's looking straight at you, their head is almost triangular shaped. They've got little round ears, nose, little little blackish kind of colored eyes. And then the cool thing, because they're a member of the mustelid family, they've all got that long body. Mustelid, believe it or not, is short for the, the must in mustelid means mouse. And the huh. stelid part means spear. So mouse spear, long and skinny, and that's what mustelids oh. are. They're kind of even that like pine a long marten. Mouse. Yeah, they're long and skinny, but boy, it really kind of manifests itself in the weasel because the weasel is long and skinny. They have a sinewy mm-hmm. body. That's kind of what they have, and they use it when they jump on their prey to wrap their body around the prey to get a good grip, and then they can kill it. And we'll Ooh, talk a little bit more about that little hunting yeah. uh, aspect too. But with the long-tailed weasel we have, like I said, they are mustelids. So that means they're related to mink, otter, the pine marten, all those guys. So the long-tailed weasel that we have here is Mustella frenata. That's the uh, genus and species of those guys. And again, believe it or not, they are carnivores, and weasels are the smallest members of the carnivora. Oh. Okay. So, okay. They, so, but what they lack in, in size. Well, that makes sense because they put the carcasses out at yes the nature center and stuff in sacks and bogs. So, Absolutely. And that's what they'd come in and feed on. And I will have to say, though, but with a, with a weasel or an ermine or something, they, they don't need any help. No. <laughs> that's for sure. Well, I got some videos that I may share online uh, of some stuff if, for those who are not faint of heart. Um, but, but, yeah, those little guys are carnivores. And they feed mainly on rodents, but they'll also eat some insects and reptiles and stuff like that. But mainly they're going to be eating um, eating little small rodents and mammals. And now these guys have a very high metabolism, you know, and they can yeah. eat like 40% of their body weight a day. You know, that's that's a lot, you know, for a little guy. But, they, but they're, yeah, they're, not- they're amazing. They're, they're these little predators that just have a voracious attitude. In fact, biologists will tell you that pound for pound, a weasel is the most ferocious predator in the United States. Wow. Now, that's saying a lot. Think about that. Bobcats, yeah. bears, all kinds of things. They're the most voracious. And it's because they have a, a um, they get a bad reputation. But most people, when you think of weasel, because of that reputation, in most of our vernacular, they have kind of a kind of a bad rap. So what do you <laughs> think of somebody when they're kind of a lying, kind of a, a snide little person? They're, you weasel. You're a weasel. And you know what? If you lie against me, I'm not going to let you weasel out of that <laughs> right sir? and and what? my favorite goes a weasel 
And it, <laughs> all right, I got to tell that story. So I, I did a presentation a few years back to a group of folks, and it was mostly young folks, I'm gonna say college age and maybe uh, maybe yuppie age <laughs> or whatever. And they were uh, they were all doing presentations, you know, um, throughout the year for this group. And I did them on birds and snakes, and I did them on, on mammals. And when I started talking about the weasel, I started talking about their biology and, and the kind of noises they make. You know, they make grunts and kind of little chirps and grrrs and stuff like yeah. that. And a lady said, could you recognize their call if you heard it? And I, of course, you know me. I said, oh, absolutely. I said, it's amazing. I said, they use this call to startle their prey or to draw out a predator. Kind of like a, a deer will kind of go like that, you know, to blow to make something startle. I said, so you'll see the little weasel. I said, they'll stand up on their hind legs and they'll look and they'll go. And then they'll drop back down and they'll look and see if anything moves and they'll stop back up and they go. <laughs> she took it hook, line, and sinker. And so basically what I told her was, I said, so yeah, they do make a noise. Pop. Pop. Pop goes the weasel. <laughs> Nobody got it. Oh, wow. Nobody had heard that pop goes the weasel before. And I mean, I even did the same thing. Like, dun, 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 dun. nothing. The only sound you heard were crickets. Yikes. <laughs> and I was like, okay, Marvin. Know your audience. That's, that's kind of a smart thing to do. But anyway, so so weasels mainly, most people know weasels are, they're the chicken coop predator. Mm, right? Yes. And for good reason. Our neighbor actually yes. lost oh, Miss Jackie. all her chickens. She did. Our, she had five yeah, chickens, all her right? chickens to, to weasels. Yeah, and it's yeah. funny because that was when we first moved here. She told us that she had chickens and mm -hmm. she lost them. And, and the characteristic was all five were dead in the pen uh, and they'd been bitten through the neck. And that's characteristic of weasels. Now, raccoons will do it too, but these guys, they, they kill everything. And, and they're so in tune to the uh, stimulus of seeing something move and jumping on it and killing it because they never know where their next meal is going to come from that a lot of times they get the, uh, the reputation of being nature's psychopathic killer. Ooh. Yeah, because they will. If, they, if there's seven chickens, they'll kill them all. Or they'll come out and kill four more, and they might not eat them all. But they do that as a response because they never know when their next meal is going to come. And they're triggered by movement, and they can't overcome that trigger. And so they end up killing it. They don't kill for spite. They don't kill a lot of meanness. That's just that's their response to uh, you know to all those chickens and stuff. And so in that case, most people put up chicken wire. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, a weasel can go through chicken wire. Mm. They're small and skinny enough. They're like only about six inches long, six to eight inches long. Only weigh about, you know, four to six ounces. But therefore, they'll take down a chicken. Think of that. How big a chicken yeah. is. Think of a rooster with the spurs and the claws and everything. And they'll yeah. take them down in a heartbeat. That's crazy. They will regularly take down prey two or three times their size. Um, so that's why they're called nature. And the way they do it is they jump on their back, wrap that sinewy body around it, and they bite them through the neck. That would be a good name for like a WWE or WWF fighter or the weasel. whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the wrestling weasel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm probably probably sure he wouldn't get the reputation he would want because everyone thinks a weasel is like that. But so yeah, so they so they feed on a lot of stuff. Now here's the cool thing about them. Frenata, I think, is a great name for their species because they are frenetic. They go and they mm. check everything. They check underneath logs and holes, underneath leaves. They just are ruthless. And in addition to being ruthless, they're methodical. I mean, so so think about it. when we were talking about uh, waiting and watching for the ermine up in Minnesota, they would tell us they'll come in and they'll kind of jump and hide and they'll be seen in little sporadic movements and stuff like that. And they're so mm -hmm. fast. That's how they hunt. They literally go under logs. They'll go down a hole and follow it all the way to the back, come back out, go through tunnels, anything, moving stuff around, checking anything and everything, nest, because they can climb trees readily. 
right? They can swim pretty good too. So there's really, literally with a weasel, there's nothing left unturned. And that's why they're so successful as predators. So I have a question. Yeah. Is a ferret in the weasel family? Ferrets are, yes. They are. Absolutely. Well, they're in the Mustelid family. Oh, And they're they're very similar. They're they're Mm -hmm. a little more chunkier than a weasel. They're kind of between a weasel and a mink in terms of body shape and size and stuff. But yes, uh, ferrets like the the very rare endangered black-footed ferrets out west. Uh-huh. They go and root around. They'll okay. eat prairie dogs, but they'll live in, in prairie dogs. They don't build, and, and weasels too, they don't build their own, uh, dig their own burrows. They they take burrows from other animals or they use abandoned burrows and stuff. So, yeah, that's a good question. That's that's that body shape, okay. right? You're exactly spot on with well, that. that's, that's what that I was thinking. Shape. I figured a lot of our listeners may be more familiar with a ferret than a weasel. So. Yeah, and it, it's funny. So, you know, so you got a ferret and a weasel. When somebody says you're trying to get out of something, you're trying to weasel out of it. But when you're yeah. trying to find something and really, really look deep for something, you try to ferret it out. Yeah. So that's the two it. reputations right there. One's got a good <laughs> reputation and one's got a bad <laughs> reputation. And I don't think that's fair to the weasel. So no wonder they pop. So, yeah, right. So so weasels are being mustelids. The other cool thing they do is they mate in the summer, but they have what's called a delayed implantation, which means that that little egg and fertilized egg floats mm-hmm. around in there. And it doesn't implant on the wall of the uterus until the following spring. And then they have babies. And their babies, they have about six, right? And they are polygamous. So that male goes around and he mates with as many females as he can. And then he shares no responsibility in raising the kits or the little cubs. And they raise these babies. Now, being about a six to eight inch little carnivore, they're eaten by hawks, owls. I mean, you name it. Yeah. So if they have six babies... Mama's got to feed them, right? Yep. So that's why that, that again, that frenetic behavior. Mm-hmm. But there's a cool behavior I want to tell you about in just a second, but it's kind of interesting. They'll take down rabbits. Oh, wow. And and even that ermine up in Minnesota will take down a snowshoe hare. Uh, and that snowshoe hare we saw was good size. Yes, and, and moving fast. Yes. So they'll actually, they can wear them down, wear them out. I mean, it's incredible. Now, remember, these guys don't, they don't hibernate. They don't go into any type of torpor. They're, they're active all winter long, so they got to eat to stay warm and to be able to, to generate the energy to keep themselves warm. So they got to feed. So this, this little guy can chase down, actively chase down and catch a rabbit and bite him and kill him and eat him and drag him off. Wow. And you, you saw the snowshoe here that we saw. He, he's a pretty good sized critter. So here's the funny thing Have you ever heard of the weasel war dance? No. Okay. Now, I've I've heard about animals doing this, but the weasel is the one that this is the most known for. It's called the weasel war dance. Okay, what they do, and they've noticed this in captive specimens. They've noticed it in in your ferrets. What they yeah. do is they get all excited and then they act like they're crazy. Okay, they oh. do these series of like little manic jumps and twists and flips and turns and and. And the prey looks at him like, man, that weasel has show gone crazy. (laughs) Yeah. And they do that to kind of almost subdue their prey into relaxing or almost Almost just getting mesmerized by their movement and distracting them until they can get close enough and then they kill them. And that's been documented numerous times. That's crazy. And they call it the weasel war dance. I mean, that is, to me, that's fascinating. It's. I got to figure out my weasel war dance. Uh oh. Well, don't get close to me if that's what you're trying to do. I don't need you jumping on me and killing me. That's a, I don't want to do that's that. That's an but. interesting tactic. 
Well, I, I just think uh, those little, you know, the weasels being fed and mom having to feed them and stuff, they've got a lot of a uh, lot of things that, that have to happen for them to be able to collect enough food, not only keep themselves warm, but also their their babies when they're raising through the summer and stuff and, and trying to make sure they got enough food for them to develop. So it, it to me, the other thing that's kind of crazy about the weasel, too, is, again, like I said, they don't hibernate. So I mean they've got to they've got to keep this going all year long, which is kind of crazy. But um, in in a lot of in a lot of areas, the weasel is actually doing okay, uh, especially in the north um, northern portion of their range and stuff. But here in South Carolina now, uh, most people don't see them that often, you know. But the bad thing about it is too, though, is of course, as a lot of animals are, we're losing their habitat. Yeah, they're, they're pretty. Uh, they're pretty. They were pretty populous in like the uh, the bottomland forest and stuff, or any area that you've got a lot of changes in habitat. So bottomland forest, grassy areas with ecotones, which are like that that transition from one habitat to another. Those are all the great places. But the, the areas that they've they've been found the most of bottomland hardwoods and stuff, well, when people want to build houses and stuff, they drain wetlands. Mm-hmm. So that habitat gets dis- you know, dissipates itself. Right. The other thing that's affected weasels quite a bit has been the use of pesticides. Of course. And, of course, rodenticides. Okay, they eat a lot of rodents and they oh, hang out around yeah. like farms and barns and stuff like that. So, you know, the poisons that they use for rodenticides and stuff. And and in some areas, they have actually seen what they believe the population has declined like over 80 uh, percent, which I think that's sad. So there's a lot of um, folks. Clemson University is doing it. There's a bunch of other universities doing studies on weasels and trying to figure out what's going on with the population. Is it anecdotal? Is it because we don't know that much about them because we don't see them that often? What is the reason that that they feel that there's a decline? And so hopefully by doing more research on these animals, people will actually will see that there's actually more than we thought there were. And it is not as a bad of a situation as we think it is. But mm, yeah. if, if it if it's not, then hopefully, you know, we can continue the, the trend of what we always <laughs> I don't want to say preach, but we can continue yeah. to tell people, you know, gosh, let's be really, really careful. You know, let's not use these open glue traps outside, you know, where animals can get stuck. Let's not, let's be kind of judicious with poisons and let's, you know, let's, let's kind of target, try to do as target specific pest control as we can. But the pesticides and everything like that, especially on farms and things, I don't, I, I hope farmers will agree with me. Maybe they won't, but weasels actually are beneficial. They kill a lot of rats and a lot of mice and things. And the rats and mice and stuff do a lot more damage in a farm setting mm-hmm. than a weasel killing chickens ever would. You know, of course, don't tell that to a chicken farm. Right. But if you properly secure your chickens and you keep the weasels out and stuff, they're actually good to have around uh, because they do that. But, man, what a what a great little critter. And, and they're nocturnal. They come out a lot at night. They can come out during the day, like especially in the northern part of their range. They'll come out during the day like the ermine, you know, does up there because yep. it's just a chance to get food. But for the most part, they're nocturnal. So we don't see them. You're not going to really catch them that much on like a game camera or anything along those lines. Not only are they small, but they're f- extremely fast. Yeah. So so think about how hard it is to document these guys. Now, we spoke with uh, a couple of the naturalists up there in Minnesota. And when there's snow on the ground, they're seeing ermine um, sign everywhere, scat, you know, things like that. Now, these guys also, they, they do just like otters and just like mink. They mark their territory with scent post because ermine have very good eyesight. Weasels, all these mustelids have great eyesight, great smelling, and great hearing. So they mark their territories, and they have a little territory that they set off and that they kind of defend against. But, I, you know, I, I feel like since we're here in the Piedmont, man, we got we to gotta see one of these guys. I know. I would love to see one. 
Um, and, and, you know, I, at work, we may be doing some small mammal studies and we may actually come across, but I've reached out to Clemson University and said we'd like to participate in that weasel study because I'd like to learn more about the population of weasels around. Right. You know, and I know some other folks that have seen weasels. You know, I, I think I think Bruce Lampright, uh, which I've talked to before, you know, he's one of my buddy naturalists. And, uh, and I think he's seen a weasel Hi, before. Bruce. Yeah. Hey, Bruce. Good old shout out to Bruce. But, you know, just because you don't see him doesn't mean you, you, you have to see him to protect him. So we can do right. a lot of the same stuff we've been doing with habitat management and things like that and try to manage for uh, these little carnivores. So pretty wicked little dudes, man. And the next time you hear somebody go, think of the weasel. That's right. Right? You got any questions about weasels anymore? I don't think I do. I mean, Other climb. than I want to go back to northern Minnesota <laughs> and see those little boogers I do next too. time. And, and the bad thing about it was before we were, we were going there, we saw pictures. Of people who were seeing him and reporting. <laughs> and then we didn't see, we saw a couple of people while we were up there see the Pine Martin. And then a little bit later when we came back, they were seeing him. So, yeah. you know what? Yeah, let's not forget the the Pine Martin. What a little cutie pie. Oh my gosh, he's Would a cute little guy. love to see him next you, time. You'd love to see a fisher too. You know, fishers are, are larger than that. Okay. And they're, they're cute. But yeah, that, that little, uh, I would have died to see the ermine. Yes. You know, just that little black yeah, tail. Yeah, either one. You know, so. Yeah. So cool. Well, that's good. I'm glad we got a chance to talk about weasels. Yeah. And, you know, another one of these little little mammal guys and stuff. But uh, if we don't have any more questions, I guess you know what that means. It's teaser time. It is teaser time. So we're going to talk about what our next podcast is going to be about. Yes. And I just had an idea. I know you had something. I always but have maybe something. We can maybe we can save that for the next one. Hey, look, I'll follow your lead as long as you don't try to weasel out of the next podcast. Wow. Right. That's what I'm talking wow. about right there. Well, let me ferret around in my brain a little bit oh and see if I can go up. So you're not going to go with mine? You're going to go with the otter one? Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. Boy, okay. Jerry Reynolds would be proud of that, wouldn't yes. he? Yes, yes, yes. Well, what's your, what's your little teaser? So this little stinker, <laughs> R, R, R. Stink. R. <laughs> Comes into our homes in the fall and the spring. I don't think they ever gave us a break this year. No, they did not. I don't mind them. You can't stand them. It's like cilantro. You know, some people think it tastes like soap and other people love it to death. And this is the same way with with our next podcast subject is some people like the way it smells. I think he smells very earthy and herbally. I'll be honest with you. It bugs the heck out of me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, that that's kind of a good little teaser. I'm sure there's a lot of folks, especially if you live around here uh, in the Piedmont and stuff, you'll probably pick up on that one in a heartbeat. But there's so many cool things to see out there, you know, and, and, and you may not see a weasel when you go outside. But you know what? If you want to see one, the only way you're going to be able to see it is if you're outside walking, walking on, on the, the wild, wild side. side.